Hello friends and welcome back to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam and I'm sick and congested, so pardon my sick person voice. It's um definitely a look. And today I'm going to talk to you all about my SEO fiasco. So I like to keep y'all up to date with my confusing, boring life. And so as such, I thought it was only natural for me to get really in-depth about what the heck happened to my website like this past weekend. It has been a ride and I wanted to take you all along for it. But before we do that, I need to let you people know that there may or may not be an episode next week. I'm undecided. It's going to depend how I'm feeling on Monday and Tuesday. I have a long schedule planned of getting my hair cut, trying to make money. So that's going to come first. But if I have time, I will do one. So you can count on me hopefully not flaking. But I do know for a fact that the next two weeks after that, there will not be an episode because I am traveling abroad, which is a humble brag. I am traveling abroad and I don't want to pre-record episodes. So if you want to hear me in that time, which you probably don't, you'll be like, thank God, get a break. You can listen to Unrecommended, the bad book podcast, where we are reading Red Queen, which is a YA book. It's not very good, hence why it's on the podcast. And I will be pre-recording those episodes so you can actually listen to those if you care, but you probably don't. So (laughs) that being said, I will be off those two weeks, which is shocking because I have been showing up with this podcast every week for over a year, which is appalling to me because why? But I have, because that is the kind of consistency I require in my life. So let's talk about the SEO incident so that we all know what's going on. So if you were on Twitter, I don't go on Twitter, but occasionally I will if I need to tag people I don't really know, you know? It feels weird. You can't really do that on Instagram in the same way. Like, it would be whack if I tagged people on Instagram stories or whatever. So, like, I'm not doing that. So, I do it on Twitter. Literally the only reason I use Twitter that and to tweet about The Bachelor. So, don't follow me because it's a dark place. But if you, per chance, did see what I posted on Twitter... Then you already saw all of this, but we're going to go in more detail because, girl, it is a wild ride and (laughs) it's a good time. So basically, I went on to Google Search Console on Saturday and Google Search Console, for those who don't know, is like the old webmaster tools and stuff like that. And it's basically just Google giving you some information about your website. You can see your traffic and like your sitemap, you can submit your sitemap and you can see if your website's mobile friendly and like you can also see your links, which is usually really useful because as I've said before, backlinks are good. So I like to get backlinks and I have a really strong backlink profile for Samantha Ability. The key word here is I did because I no longer do. And that's because I discovered that I have been linked 87,794 times, I'm laughing, but really I'm crying, uh, by spam websites. So you might be thinking, why? What did you do to deserve this? Did you, did you piss someone off? Like, were you, were you doing some scammy SEO stuff? The answer is no. I am an innocent bystander and I'm not alone. There were several bloggers who this happened to and we'll talk about that in a second. 
But no, I wasn't alone in this. This me and like 10 other bloggers, maybe more that like I don't even know about, have all gotten caught up in this crazy, crazy SEO nightmare. And so now I have 87,794 um, backlinks from spam phishing websites. So love that. And I don't mean fishing like I'm going fishing. I mean fishing like PH. Um, so this isn't a good time. So why is this bad? Why does it matter that 87,000 creepy websites have linked to me? Why, isn't that a good thing? I always say that it's good. It's bad because these are crappy websites. These are not good places to be. Um, being linked to from spam websites is really bad because it makes me look like spam because I have 87,794 backlinks from this website, they're going to be like, what the heck is she doing? Google's going to side-eye me and be like, that girl needs help. I don't know. They're going to think my website is also spam or that I'm somehow associated with that or that I've done some weird shady things and I went off and bought 87,794 backlinks from a freaky furniture website. I mean, <laughs> that sounds outlandish, but that's sort of the name of the game. So after having 12 panic attacks, I <laughs> took to the internet to figure it out and I learned a lot of things. First of all, I have not seen an instance of someone who has 87,794 backlinks. It's usually a much smaller number, but <laughs> this term is known as backlink bombing, which is a really common tactic in SEO, black hat SEO. It's not a good thing, don't do this. And basically this works by, like, if you have a competitor who you want to do really bad because maybe they're killing it on social media and search engines and you're like, you know what, I want to ruin their life, you could do that by maybe purchasing a thousand scammy batch backlinks, I almost said batch links, backlinks from, like, weird websites and then it hurts the ranking, so you win, hooray! But this is not cool, everyone, just don't do it. Um, but that's not what happened to me. Um, I don't think there's anyone who would be like a direct competitor. I would find that very shocking. And in fact, most of my quote unquote competitors were also hit with this. So fail on fail on everyone's part. But basically what happened was, this is a long story and it's very shocking to me how this has all played out. So like two-ish years ago, the, the furniture company Wayfair, yes, Wayfair, the song, it has that dumb jingle, I see it on TV, it's like, Wayfair has whatever I need, or something like that, I don't know, clearly, they don't have what I need, if we're being clear, so Wayfair, yeah, what does that jingle say, it, it says like, Wayfair, I'm not gonna sing it, that's not what we're here for, so Wayfair, the furniture website, where I bought my dresser, the same dresser that the drawer doesn't even open anymore. Like, and I have not had it very long. I have had it two months. I have to have a fake drawer now. I had to take it out because it kept falling apart and my clothes would get stuck. So I had to remove the clothes and then I had to glue the drawer face onto the facade so that it would look normal. But that's all a lie because it doesn't look normal because either I suck at making it, which is un honestly a real possibility, or it's just cheap. So it like leans to the side. It's a leaning tower of my room and it has a fake drawer. So I'm not a huge fan of Wayfair, though I have used them in the past and it's very hit or miss. But anyway, this wasn't a Wayfair segment. Basically, this, this episode is not sponsored by Wayfair and will never be sponsored by Wayfair. Um, though they do owe me money for my emotional trauma. So basically, two years ago, Wayfair reached out to like a handful of college bloggers and they were like, hey y'all, 
we have this post about like shopping for back to school. Can you contribute like your biggest tip for back to school dorm shopping? And so innocent, naive me, the backlink (laughs) hound that I am, I was like, heck yeah, I want that backlink. So I answered the questions and I sent it over. And all was well until they became really annoying. They were very needy after they published the post. They kept, like, emailing me really aggressively being like, hey, you need to link this on your website. Have you considered linking it on your website? You should link it on your website. Have you linked it? And I'm like, oh, my God, chill out. It's not, like, required for me to link back to you. But now, from from the other side of the equation, I now see it for what it was, which was a backlink scheme. So that's really cool. 10 out of 10, Wayfair. But anyway, that's not where things went south. It is just the beginning of this this horrible tragedy. So what happened after this was that two years or X number of months later, it's some phishing website that's based out of India because I did some drastic search. They have basically created some kind of automated bot. I know it's automated because there's no other way to get to 87,700 and whatever four number on with a human. It's just not happening. So what they've done is duplicated a page from Wayfair. Guess what page it was, guys? Guess what page? It was that page, that back to school page. And I don't know why it was that one. It could have been anything, but no, it was that one. So they have duplicated it complete with all the backlinks and they didn't just put it on the page once, they put it three times. So you got the same content three times. It doesn't make any sense. So they did this and they posted it 87,700 and something two times. And we're all caught in the fray. And they don't just have one website, but the main website is called somepromcomp.com, question mark. And then I also have sofa2014.org, of course it's .org, and then 2017xdeals.com, homeforliving.news. It's it's a mess, and I've got like thousands of links from all of these. The biggest one is the somepromcomp, whatever. So what I think they've done is purchased expired domains that perhaps already had some kind of SEO juice and they are now mooching off of those and just massively posting all this crap and I'm pretty sure they're targeting Wayfair. Not Obviously they're not targeting for us because like I don't know why they would do that. They are targeting Wayfair very clearly and the issue here is that Wayfair doesn't care even though they should because it's copying their information. And they literally were responsible for getting all of our links on their website in the first place. And now they're being spoofed and they don't give a crap. And I'm upset. So my friend Amanda, she also has been on this podcast before. She reached out to me because she has had this happen to her a few months ago. And she actually contacted Wayfair, which is smart. Like, I I didn't even remember it was Wayfair until she told me. And then it it all fit into place. The little pieces came together. I was like the mastermind of some kind of crime drama. But anyway, it all came together and she called Wayfair and Wayfair was basically, at first they took her seriously and they let her talk to their SEO expert, quote unquote, might've been anyone else, like who really knows? And they basically told her like, it's not illegal what they're doing and they're not really going to take it seriously unless they're like talked to by the police and that it's basically on us to figure it out. So that's great. Um, So what I did personally was I looked for um, the domain host and the domain provider and I reported them on both 
but the domain provider already came back and was like, we don't do that stuff, which I expected, and I don't think the host is going to respond at all, so I just, it's just a bad time. And then I only did this for the biggest website, and there were like a million more, and I just, there wasn't anything I could do, and it's crappy because we're sort of the small bloggers here, and the big blogger, aka Wayfair, has the legal team to take care of this, and instead they are doing nothing, and that's really crappy, so love that. Um, <laughs> so what can I do? Um, is my website over? Is this the last episode of this podcast? The answer is, I don't know, but... Luckily, my website doesn't get very much traffic from Google. I have been really aggressively working on my SEO and reviving those old posts and trying to like actually rank for more things. I do rank top for a few different keywords, but they're not really high volume keywords. So I'm, I've that's been my main focus for the past like six months. So having this happen was a bit heartbreaking because it sort of really sucked all of my hard work down the drain and that's crappy. So... I've been monitoring my SEO rankings for different keywords, and they've actually gone down in the past few weeks, so that sucks. Um, it could just be a coincidence. My blog usually does do worse this time of year. I think everyone does. Also, there was another Google update, so, like, we don't know. But mainly because I used to have a college blog, the back-to-school season is a big spike for me, and that's just sort of ended, so... We're now coming off of that, so it could be that. It could be this horrible backlink bombing experience. I don't know. Only time will tell. And so I reached out to a lot of people and tried to find the best thing to do, and we decided that the best course of action would be to disavow, which is something you can do on Google Search Console that basically says they're, Google's not going to look at those backlinks. And there's a lot of controversy over whether or not you need to do this, um, in my case, it seemed very clear since these were things that I never wanted associated with my website and there were so many links that it was just outrageous. Um, I went ahead and disavowed the top 10 websites, which is very easy. So if this ever happens to you, I would recommend you just do that. Um, I don't think it needs to be as controversial as people are making it. The issue is that Google could ignore it or take weeks to update and even pay attention to it. Both of those things are likely true, but you can only do so much, so might as well try. Um, luckily, my saving face is that Pinterest is where I get most of my traffic. Shameless plug for my course, um, because I get 95% of my traffic from Pinterest, so that's not really going to be affected. And I'm really thankful for that because if it was the other way around, that would be an issue. So that's just another <laughs> another important reason to diversify your traffic. And what we can all learn from this is that it's really important to watch Google Search Console and Google Analytics and all of those things. I know it can be intimidating to get to know those platforms, but I think just checking at least once a month and making sure that things look normal. Because if I didn't see this, I probably wouldn't have known and I would have just continued my life thinking that I didn't have 87,794 creepy backlinks, but I do. So that's great. And the good news is that the websites that are linked there don't seem to be indexed. So when I look in other sources other than Google Search Console about my backlink profile, they don't show up. And also they just don't seem to be taken that seriously. I've heard several people tell me that Google is more sophisticated than ever and they don't really take these links seriously. So if you've been backlinked bombed by these crazy websites, it's unlikely that it's going to make a big difference. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> that's the the final answer. I just wanted to share this experience because honestly it was shocking and it was pretty upsetting. It was very violating to get tied in with such a big corporation like Wayfair, sort of like an innocent bystander. And it wasn't just me, like I said. Several of the bloggers who I've had on this podcast before were affected, and a lot of others, especially college bloggers, since that's mainly who Wayfair targeted, and it's just crazy that this backlink from Wayfair that I did like two years ago has backfired in such a crazy way, and the website doesn't care, and I find that so appalling, and it's just one of the many instances where smaller bloggers get taken advantage of or get roped into these horrible things just basically by coincidence and because they're just not taken seriously. So that was my lesson for the day. It was a very <laughs> brief episode. I just couldn't believe this story happened to me and it was so crazy and I needed to share it because I don't know, maybe I, I doubt this will happen to you, but <laughs> it could. So if it does, now you know you're not alone and I don't know, it was just really crazy and I couldn't not share it. And in other news, I know some of you guys have been following along with my journey for freelancing gigs, and it has been somewhat successful. I have done more calls, more emails, more back and forth, and I'm finally actually starting some work for new clients, and that is good news. Um, whether or not I will need to make make that transition to that part-time gig, I still don't know. Um, I will know for sure when I get back from my trip in a few weeks, so everyone can anxiously stay tuned for that. In case I don't do an episode next week for whatever reason, please follow along with my trip on Instagram. I'm at SamanthaBility on Instagram, and I also have a whole round of new blog posts up all about freelance writing. So I have 20 websites that will pay freelancers $50 or more per article, how to decide your rate as a freelance writer, and I actually have like a legitimate step-by-step -step way to determine your rate based on your experience, and then also a guide to creating your own freelancer website. So if you don't have a website as a freelancer, you definitely should. Or even if you have a blog and you want a separate website just for like your professional career, totally recommend that. I do that as well. So that concludes today's episode. You can check out the blog associated with this on offbeatgrad.com and read the whole Twitter thread to see my reactions in real time. I'm at Sam Tetralt on Twitter. I post nothing else, but if you wanted to see that, you could. So thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a very productive week. Bye.